From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. What's good, everybody? This is Mike De Niro from the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast from the Lords of Gotham. And now we are going to be embarking on a new journey. This is the Couples Crime Therapy. And by we, I'm not just talking about me. I am joined here by my lovely fiance. Take it away. Hi, everyone. My name is Angela. Welcome to the podcast world, Angela. Thank you. So, yes, we are a couple, but we are now also co-hosts on the Couples Crime Therapy Podcast. So why don't you tell them what we'll be talking about on this podcast? Well, we're going to be talking about a lot of different things. Like, the main thing is true crimes and even unsolved mysteries. But that's not it. We're not talking about just true crimes and unsolved mysteries. We're going to dive deep into cults. We're going to dive deep into... Serial killers. We're going to get real morbid on this podcast. We're going to get real crazy on this podcast. Are we not? Okay, well, I don't know what that voice was, but why don't you tell them what we're talking about on our debut podcast next week? Well, on our debut next week, we're going to start things out with the notorious Andre Rand, the Cropsy episode. Cropsy. We are from, where are we from? (laughs) We're from Staten Island. And guess what? So was Andre Raymond. And the thing is, that was randomly chosen from a list of crazy-ass stories that we have in the bank for us. So where can they find this podcast, and when can they find this podcast? You can catch this podcast every Monday, wherever you like to enjoy your podcast. Podcasts like the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. Oh, here we go with the cheap plugs now. Hey, 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 let me be. All right, all right, all right. But I hope everyone tunes in next Monday to Couples Crime Therapy. We're going to have a good time, are we not? Definitely. So check us out next week. Peace out. And we'll see you next Monday. gentlemen to the wrestling delorean podcast i'm your host mike de niro i hope everyone had a wonderful weekend we had a lot of stuff go down this weekend and there's a lot to talk about and we will be talking about everything on this podcast we had the wwe's controversial firing of kenneth mobley we had the wwe's controversial 14 releases we have aew dynamite on a saturday night a great SmackDown return for a legendary superstar. And you got all the news and notes. We're going back in time today also for the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. We'll be talking about 
Raw and Nitro from 1996 as we are on the road to WrestleMania 12. So there is a lot to talk about today on this super stack show. Thank you so much for following the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. Thank you for rates, subscribing, reviewing, downloads, all that good shit. Thank you for making us a global entity. All our fans from all over the world, the Philippines, Germany, the UK, Canada, India, Mexico, Australia, Netherlands, Nigeria, Chile, Brazil. We got fans from all over the world, and without you, there is no us. Thank you so much for supporting and riding with the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Yeah. If you don't already, make sure you follow the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast on Instagram at Wrestling DeLorean Pod and on TikTok at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. And make sure you check out my new podcast, Couples Crime Therapy, every Monday. Where me and my fiance Angela dive deep into the world of American true crimes, serial killers, cults, and unsolved mysteries. If you are interested in all that stuff, make sure you check out Couples Crime Therapy every Monday starting next Monday. But there's way too much to talk about to hold you guys up any longer. So let's get into this episode right now. What's up, everybody? Like I said, I hope everyone had a great weekend. I know I sure did. But a lot went down in the wrestling world this weekend, and we're going to talk all about it right now. So, on uh, Friday, before SmackDown, I get home and I check out the wrestling news websites and the the articles and the, the, the Instagram pages, and it is blowing up with a bunch of releases by the WWE, right? And I I was out for pretty much all of the day on Friday, so I didn't get to really see too much going on during the day. So I don't know what time exactly shit started going down, but I did get home around like 7 o'clock. And then that's when I saw my phone blowing up like, yo, De Niro, did you see this? Yo, De Niro, did you see that? Oh, De Niro, this guy's gone. That guy's gone. This guy's gone. This girl's gone. Yeah, it was blowing up. So I'm like, I got I got to check this out. And I'm on uh, I'm on one of my favorite wrestling sites. They didn't want to sponsor me, so I'm not going to give them a shout out. But I'm on one of my favorite wrestling sites, and they 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 over here they're putting oh, Killian Dane is released, Tyler Breeze, Fandango released, Ever Rise released, Marina Shafir released, Tony Nese released, uh, Arya Davari released, and I'm like, all right, all right, I'm going down, I'm going down the articles. I'm like, yo, this is crazy. But then I see Kenneth Mobley is fired. And I didn't talk about Kenneth Mobley last week until the firing. I had a breaking news podcast. I, I had to jump on the podcast last Friday night and talk about this live during SmackDown because this was just crazy. Because WWE fired Kenneth Mobley, who was a writer for Raw. And she went on a podcast and said that she had no prior knowledge of professional wrestling or the product. And the WWE fires her a day later. And she was harassed and crucified by the IWC. And let me just say that I, I then get on the uh, the uh, podcast, the breaking news podcast, to discuss all this. And I, I said that this is bullshit. The lady didn't do nothing wrong, but she told the truth. Now, of course, WWE, they, they fire her and they make the statement that it has nothing to do with what she said on the podcast. So then what does it have to do with if she just gets fired out of nowhere after saying that she has no prior knowledge or experience, blah, blah, blah. So this is this is the fuckery, right? 
So WWE then fires her, and now they get crucified because the IWC is a bunch of hypocritical idiots, right? The WWE should have been crucified to begin with, not Kenneth Mobley. But the WWE gets crucified now by the IWC, so they're now trying to save face. So then what happens? They then release. It wasn't in the midst of the releases. It's then they released 14, well, 13, I believe, wrestlers from the NXT and 205 Live rosters. So... In my opinion, and I said this on Instagram Live and got some shit for it. I said it on my Instagram page and got some shit for it. And I'm saying it here on the podcast. And I got some shit for it on the Breaking News podcast last week. But guess what? I don't give a fuck. The fact of the matter is, is the releases in the WWE, I believe, is a cover-up for the firing of Kendis Mobley because they don't want to, you know, look bad for firing her. So they had to fire a whole batch of people. So they say, hey, well, it wasn't just her. We were doing budget cuts. We got rid of a bunch of people. So I called that out. A lot of people seemed a little upset at me calling that out. Well, guess what? If you got upset with it, then don't listen. I do not care. If you do not like the fact that I'm going to call out companies on their shit, then don't listen. Because I was very adamant about calling Tony Khan out about always mentioning the WWE and now I'm calling the WWE about this Kenneth Mobley incident and everybody's going to be like oh AEW boy AEW boy hey I literally spent about five minutes saying Tony Khan needs to stop talking shit about the WWE last week so to turn around and say that I'm being biased and I just hate the WWE why is it then If I hate the WWE, why do I cover every single show from the WWE? Why is it that I go back in time and cover classic shows from the WWE if I hate the WWE? That don't make no sense. So stop the shit. The IWC is a bunch of hypocrites. All right? You hated Kenneth Smobley because she had no prior knowledge of wrestling. And then you wanted to jump on her bandwagon and then you started hating the WWE for firing her. Your opinions go up and down and they are so wishy-washy, but then you're so quick to jump on somebody else and say, oh, you're being biased or you're being this, you're being that. Shut the fuck up. I am calling out every company on their fuckery. If you guys don't like it, there's a thousand, a thousand other wrestling podcasts you could go listen to. But we keep it real over here. We're going to keep it authentic. I love the WWE. But if they do something like this that I see red flags, it is my job as an outside viewer and analyst of the WWE to discuss it on my platform. Same thing goes for AEW. If I see some shit, if I see red flags, it is my duty to call out AEW on my platform. That's why I have this show. Any company, Impact, Ring of Honor, MLW, New Japan Pro Wrestling. If I see some shit, I will call it out. That's it. So for everybody saying, oh, you're just an AEW fanboy. Get a clue. Listen to last week's episodes. Check them out. As a matter of fact, I'll tell you what episode to go check out. Go to last Friday's morning episode. Go to last Thursday's morning episode. Where I'm talking about Tony Khan. Talking shit about the WWE. And I get at him for it. 
It's not even worth it. I'm not even going to go down this rabbit hole of trying to defend myself to people who don't listen. I'm not going to go down this rabbit hole of trying to defend myself to people who don't listen to this podcast, but then want to make assumptions. Kenneth Mobley was fired unjustfully. The WWE hired her. They hired her, in my opinion, for an outside unbiased opinion on the product. Someone who had no prior knowledge. Someone who's not going to fantasy book. But then she gets fired for a statement that she made on a podcast when they asked her about her job. And she told them about her job. And then they fire 14 other wrestlers. There's been over 35 releases this year by the WWE. They say it's for budget cuts, which I am sure it is. But at the end of the day, it's just a little too much of a coincidence that you have 14 releases the day that you fired this writer for no reason. So I mentioned that, I call it out, and you guys want to come at me. Listen, everyone has the right to their opinion, and this is mine. So since I'm an AEW lover... Since I'm AEW boy, I'm I'm an AEW fanboy. This is where I will stop my rant and let this go into commercial break. And when we come back on the other side, we'll be talking about AEW Dynamite from Saturday night, which was a great show. Oh, wait, am I being a little biased there? It was a great show. Guess what was also a great show? Smackdown. So if I'm so much of a WWE hater, why did I enjoy SmackDown? Why did I enjoy the return of Edge? Edge, who is now going to be facing Roman Reigns at Money in the Bank. Edge versus Roman Reigns at Money in the Bank should be a phenomenal match. That's the matchup I thought we were getting at WrestleMania. Daniel Bryan was thrown into the mix and we had a wonderful match there. But we're going to get Edge versus Roman Reigns at Money in the Bank. We had a couple more qualifying matches. Liv Morgan is going to be a part of the Money in the Bank women's match. And Jimmy Uso defeated Dolph Ziggler. He will be in the Money in the Bank on the men's side. Great show from SmackDown. Overall, I gave that SmackDown episode a 4 out of 5. I was thoroughly enjoying it the whole show. I lived, I was doing a live watch along on Instagram Live for that show. Really good episode of SmackDown. And if I got a little too upset before at some of these haters, then I decided to call them out. I'm sorry if I got a little overheated there. But when we come back from the break, we're going to be talking about AEW Dynamite from Saturday night and the world title match between Kenny Omega and Jungle Boy from the main event of that show. So we'll be right back. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We, we just, just don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington for challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being... 
I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. AEW Dynamite was on a special night this Saturday night, and we had a really good show. The fans were back, which was awesome to see because the last, it was weird. AEW had fans back for Double or Nothing and the go-home show to Double or Nothing and the show after Double or Nothing. But then we had about three consecutive weeks of just no fans in the venue again. So it was cool to see the fans back here in AEW. They always make a big difference. The crowd goes crazy there in Daly's Place, which is really, really cool. We got a... Uh, Big world title match and a lot of shit going down. It wasn't the best episode of AEW, and I think that they're going to get back on their shit this Wednesday as they return to Wednesday nights. But I do have to say they had a great main event that made the BS on the show kind of, you know, tolerable. Even though there wasn't much BS on this show. So let's get into the show right now. We got a big, big, big episode of AEW Dynamite with a huge main event. So let's talk about it. A lot of action to start out AEW. We had a really good matchup between Hangman Page and Powerhouse Hobbs from Team Taz. Somewhere along the lines in this match, Hangman Page got busted open in the back of his head and was bleeding from, you could see the blood in his blonde locks. Uh, But yeah, he he was bleeding pretty badly. Um, During the match, we had... Uh, attempted interference by uh, Starks and Hook, but Brian Cage put a stop to them, chased them out. We really are seeing a different change of heart here by Brian Cage, and Hangman Page, in the end, picks up the victory. He hits the dead eye onto Powerhouse Hobbs, and he is now the number one contender. He is number one in the rankings, so big victory for Hangman Page. We got a Jungle Boy video. He's talking about how this is his night He's been waiting for this moment his whole life. The Young Bucks cut a good promo on Eddie Kingston and Pentagon. They are, you know, I'm starting to, they're starting to grow on me. I, I like this uh, new Young Bucks persona. The EVPs, um, what do they say? They call them extremely violent people, right? They said that they could do whatever they want because they're EVPs. Playing up on the fact that people think that they could do whatever they want and run rough shot because they are presidents of the, uh, of the damn company, right? Next week, they will be facing Pentagon Jr. and Eddie Kingston in a number one contendership tag team title match where if Kingston and Pentagon win, they are now the number one contenders for the tag team titles. That should be a good matchup. Tony Schiavone, he's in the ring. He brings out Tully Blanchard. And then he's bringing out the one and only Conan, the legendary luchador Conan, the godfather of lucha, the guy who is... 
not only a huge star in Mexico, but a huge star in the United States. The, the the godfather of LAX. Really cool to see him come out here. And the fact that he came out to the old LAX music was pretty dope, too. I always love the LAX theme song. Uh, it's a gentleman's discussion. Conan and uh, Tully Blanchard are defending their teams. Conan's defending Pride and Powerful, while Tully Blanchard is defending FTR. Conan hit with some uh, crazy one-liners. He said that uh, the, the biggest one was he told Tully Blanchard uh, some shit in Spanish. And he said, oh, you don't know that language, that's Spanish. You should learn it because you might have a grandkid talking it one day. Referencing Tessa Blanchard and her engagement to Daga, Mexican superstar. Pretty funny there. Went pretty, you know, hard there. Uh, he then says he's going to bring out Pride and Powerful. But then they show Pride and Powerful laid out backstage and he doesn't see it. FTR comes out dressed up as Pride and Powerful, and they laid out Conan. They put the beats onto Conan, and they hit Conan with a spike pile driver to end the segment. Craziness here. Next, Dante Martin is out for a match against Matt Seidel, but before Matt Seidel comes out, Vicky Guerrero's out. She brings out Andrade and Idolo. They say they have a huge announcement, but Matt Seidel interrupts. Andrade's held back and leaves. And then we get Matt Seidel versus Dante Martin here. I think this is setting up Andrade and Idolo versus Matt Seidel for his first feud, probably. But a little weird how you come out for a big announcement and then someone just comes out, so you just, all right, let's let's leave. That was a little weird. But uh, Matt Seidel beat Dante Martin in a very fun match. And I got to say, for a 19 years old, Dante Martin is very talented. He's a very athletic high flyer. I would like to see him add a little bit more to his repertoire, but he has a lot of time to learn. He's only 19 years old, so big ups to Dante Martin. But in the end, he does fall victim to the veteran high flyer here, Matt Seidel. Next, we got a Jungle Boy promo where he is interrupted by Brian Brian Cage. Brian Cage's uh, forgotten brother, Christian Cage. (laughs) No, he's interrupted by Christian Cage and Christian Cage gives him some motivation saying, don't be happy to be in this spot. Be pissed off. Kenny Omega doesn't believe that you can win this title. Prove to him that he's wrong. Win this title tonight. He gives him some motivation. MJF is cutting a promo on Dean Malenko and how Dean Malenko is, he had no right to get in his face last week and he deserved to get dropped. And it's going to happen every single time someone gets in his face. This leads to a big brawl between Jericho and Hager and MJF and Wardlow. Then uh, Sean Spears attacks, and we have a big brawl. We then get Sammy Gravara come out. He makes the save. Sammy Gravara versus MJF next week in the main event. That should be a really good matchup. First time ever matchup for AEW. The two top young guys who people thought is going to be the future of this company is now the now and present. We shall see what happens there. Miro seen backstage. He's praying. He's His new gimmick is he's... Jesus Christ's uh, favorite wrestler, so he's always praying, and he always does things in the name of Jesus Christ, which is interesting. I've never seen that before done in wrestling. Uh, he cuts a promo on Brian Pillman Jr. Later on in the night, Brian Pillman cuts a great promo on Miro, so I'm excited to see Pillman versus Miro next week. That should be interesting. Ethan Page versus Bear Bronson. Page gets the victory. He challenges Darby Allen next week to a coffin match. The very first coffin match. No, not next week. In two weeks, when they go to Miami for Road Rager. Which, to be honest, is a shitty-ass name for a show. What the hell is a Road Rager? Road Rage? What the... Anyway, we're going to have a coffin match between Darby Allin and 
Ethan Page. Ethan Page says he's going to be the nail in his coffin, you know. Yeah. Next, we got a back-and-forth promos between Britt Baker and Reba and Nyla Rose and Vicky Guerrero. I really don't want to see Vicky Guerrero step in the ring here. This this got to be a... This got to be a swerve. I, I can't see Vicky Guerrero. Like, come on. Vicky. Vicky. You just had... You just had Britt Baker beat Sheeta. Have amazing matches against Thunder Rosa. Now she's facing Vicky Guerrero. I know it's to set up Nyla versus Britt. But no one needs to see Vicky Guerrero get in the fucking ring. Stop that shit. Stick to being Andrade's manager, Vicky. And get the fuck out the ring. How about that? Pentagon Jr., Eddie Kingston, they cut a good promo on the Young Bucks. We had the Bunny versus Chris Statlander. Chris Statlander picks up the victory, but then Matt Hardy's team destroys Orange Cassidy. Just hits him with a uh, pair of brass knucks. Main event time. We got Kenny Omega versus Jungle Boy for the AEW champion. This match was absolutely amazing. Kenny Omega wins, but this is a very amazing competitive matchup. Jungle Boy proves that he's a legit contender. Omega is, I think, it it looked like there was many parts of this matchup where Omega was really letting Jungle Boy shine and take the spotlight, which is great because a good heel will always let the baby face shine, and if the heel's going over, the baby face will get enough shine to seem like he's a competitive well, a true competitor, but then in the end, the heel always wins, and that is Kenny Omega here in this case. He is the champion still. He defeats Jungle Boy, but at the end of this matchup, Jungle Boy really does seem like he could be slotted into a world title match at any time, and it would not be questioned. I like the team of Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, but everyone thought Luchasaurus was going to be a big breakout star, and he hasn't proven himself to be that, in my opinion. Luchasaurus' offense is a little clunky. He looks a little sloppy at times, and he's very injury-prone. The breakout of that team is definitely Jungle Boy. I don't need to see a breakup, but eventually I would like to see Jungle Boy get a singles push and a singles title. In the end here, though, the Elite make they attack which leads to Christian Cage coming out and defending Christian Cage brawling with Kenny Omega. I would love to see Christian Cage versus Kenny Omega down the line. That would be a great, great match. But uh, at the end here, Matt Hardy's uh, family organization, whatever the fuck they call themselves, they join the elite here and they just destroy Christian Cage and Jungle Boy. And the elite stands tall to end the show here. I give this show a 3 out of 5 stars. The main event was absolutely phenomenal. Everything else on the show is okay to good. But yeah, pretty good effort. We are not having to wait a full week for AEW again. AEW will be live this Wednesday on Daily's Place. Back at their regular time schedule. So I'm excited to see AEW back there. When we come back from commercial break, we'll be strapping in our seatbelts to our wrestling DeLorean. And we'll be going back in time to 1996. We have Fight for Monday Night. As always, on Mondays, we talk about the Monday Night War between Raw and Nitro. So for this episode of the Fight for Monday Night, we're talking about the March 11th, 1996 episodes of WCW Monday Nitro and WWF Monday Night Raw as they are on the road to WrestleMania 12. So we'll be right back. (laughs) 
Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We, we just, just don't, don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being... I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Welcome to the fight for Monday night. Every Monday we go back in time and discuss an episode of the Monday Night War where we talk about Raw and Nitro from that night. And we go into chronological order so we don't have to just, you know, skip around. We're over here reliving the Monday Night War. It's one of the shows that people love on this podcast. So let's get into it. We're talking about March 11, 1996. We're on the road to WrestleMania 12. And we have a really good show from both Nitro and Raw one is better than the other, though, so we definitely will have a winner on this week's episodes. But let's start out with Monday Night Tro on WCW side from this March 11, 1996 episode. We start out with Hacksaw Jim Duggan versus The Giant. Brian Pillman is seen in the crowd here, but he's escorted by the cops. He's no longer working for the WCW here. The Giant picks up the victory, makes quick work of Hacksaw Jim Duggan. This was a uh. But next... Things really heat up because it is supposed to be the Nasty Boys versus the Road Warriors, but the Nasty Boys don't come out. Instead, it is the debut of the Steiner Brothers who cut a promo and say that they're here to kick the Road Warriors' ass. They've been chasing the Road Warriors all over the world, and tonight they face them two-on-two. And we get just that. We get a dream match. We get the Road Warriors versus the Steiner Brothers, and this was phenomenal. This was a great smash-mouth, hard-hitting match, great suplexes, big action in this match. I really enjoyed it. We got a really big Frankensteiner onto Road Warrior Hawk. Really excellent match. Animal hits Rick Steiner with the spike in the end to cheat, to win. So we have heel Road Warriors here to defeat the Steiner Brothers. But at the end, the Steiner Brothers are here in WCW, and that's really cool. Scotty Steiner says that they're here for the Road Warriors, and the Road Warriors are a disgrace. 
Next, we get announced that it will be WCW's next pay-per-view, March 24th, the uncensored 1996 pay-per-view. It is a notoriously bad pay-per-view, but we will check it out any fucking way. Anyway, we next get Alex Wright versus the new television champion, Lex Luger. Now, the story behind this is Johnny B. Bad left the WCW for the WWF, so he had to drop the television title to Lex Luger, who's now a double champion. Because he has the tag team champions with Sting, and he is now the TV champion. This is a TV title match against Alex Wright, and Lex Luger picks up the victory here. Hulk Hogan, Randy Savage, and the the Booty Man. They go against Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, and the Taskmaster in a triple strap lumberjack match. Where the lumberjacks are actually dressed up like lumberjacks with their flannels on. What the fuck is this? Actually, it was pretty funny because William Regal was one of the Lumberjacks. And when he was wearing his flannel, it, it was very reminiscent of his real man's man gimmick in the WWF. So, which is funny. But this is pretty much a nothing matchup. In the end, Team Hogan wins. Blah, blah, blah. WCW goes off the air. So, they had a squash match, a really good match, a okay match, and then a dumbass main event. So, I'm giving this show a 2 out of 5 stars. The Steiners versus the Road Warriors definitely picked up a lot of points here for WCW because I really enjoyed that matchup. Huge Steiners mark, huge Road Warriors mark. So that's why WCW got it too. WWF Monday Night Raw from March 11th. This was a really good show. We start off with Savio Vega versus the Ringmaster, but the Ringmaster is now being officially referred to as Stone Cold Steve Austin. And I've been waiting for this for a long time because... This is where, you know, shit starts to pick up a little bit. Mark Henry's in the crowd for this matchup. Stone Cold Steve Austin looks like he got knocked loopy during this matchup, unfortunately. He, there's a couple spots where he looked dizzy and missed his timing. But nonetheless, a great match. In the end, it was a double countout. I think they called an audible due to Stone Cold probably getting knocked out during the match. But they announced that there will be a rematch between Austin and Savio Vega at WrestleMania 12. Roddy Piper is scheduled to come out, but Goldust then comes out. Piper comes out after Goldust. Piper calls Goldust a fruitcake and a transvestite. He says that he's making a mockery of the IC title. Goldust is on his knees talking all sexual to him. They're going to have a backlot brawl, a very legendary backlot brawl at WrestleMania this year. This this stuff would not, you know, age well. It would not pass today where Roddy Piper is making a lot of uh, jokes. Not jokes, but calling uh, Goldust a transvestite. He says that, you know, your your sexuality doesn't deserve to be on TV and you shouldn't be the champion. In the end, though, we got a brawl here and we will have the legendary backstage, backlot brawl at WrestleMania between Goldust and Roddy Roddy Piper. We got the Godwins with Hillbilly Jim versus Jobbers, whatever. Then we get a special look into the training of HBK, Shawn Michaels, and Bret Hart. Bret Hart is seen back in Calgary training with his father in the dungeon. He's seen running in the snow. Shawn Michaels is back in San Antonio with his original trainer, Jose Lothario. He is training with Jose again. And it is going down. I'm excited for it. Triple H versus the Jobber. He makes quick work of the Jobber. And it is announced that it will be Triple H versus the Ultimate Warrior at WrestleMania. We then get Owen Hart, British Bulldog, teaming up against the team of Yokozuna and The Undertaker. 
During this matchup, Diesel comes out. He brawls with Undertaker. They brawl to the back. Vader comes out. We have a three-on-one brawl. They destroy Yokozuna. Ahmed Johnson and Jake the Snake Roberts comes out and even the odds. They help out, but Team Cornette gets the upper hand until Yokozuna starts fighting off Vader. Absolute pandemonium here to end Raw. Pretty good way to end it. I actually enjoyed this Raw more than WCW Nitro. Raw wins by a landslide. So it's funny how they, you know, when we started off this journey in the fight for Monday night, Raw was getting their ass beat by WCW because WCW had something innovative. They had the cruiserweights, right? Now, early into 96, this is pre-NWO, they have taken a step back from displaying the Eddie Guerreros and the Chris Benoit's and the D. Malinkos and the Sabu's and the Mr. JL's and all these high-flying talents. They've taken a step back and haven't shown them for three to four weeks and have just, you know, really built the show around these bigger guys with a lack of wrestling ability. And look how the tides turn. Because on the other hand, on the other channel, you have Stone Cold Steve Austin. You have Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, The Undertaker, Owen Hart. And you're having great matches. So until WCW turns it back around and starts displaying some good athletic wrestling as well, these shows are a little hard to sit through. Because WCW, I could tolerate the Lex Luger matches because he also had a you know Eddie Guerrero match in there too. So it was a nice melting pot. It was a, it was a good buffet. But right now, you're only getting one style. When you're starting out the show with with Giant and Duggan, and you're ending it with Hogan, Booty Man, and Savage, like you're only getting one style. And that style to right now is not my style that I necessarily like. So I, I think that WCW needs to go back to being the melting pot. It's okay what they're doing now, but just have that, you know, instead of having that Lex Luger squash match or that giant squash match, give us a competitive match between Malenko and Guerrero or something like that. Because basically that's what was winning the war for you guys in the coming in the first couple weeks of this war. But right now WCW's on a downturn. But we do know in the next two months that's the start of the NWO storyline. So that's when things are going to pick up and WCW's going to kick WWE's ass for a little bit. So Personally, I don't care about the ratings. It's not who oh who won that night in the ratings in the history books. It's about who won that night. In my opinion, my opinion, Monday Night Raw won this episode. March 11th, 1996 goes to Monday Night Raw. I hope everyone has a great, great day. Make sure you tune into Raw tonight. Make sure you tune into the Wrestling DeLorean podcast tomorrow. Make sure you tune into Couples Crime Therapy tonight. Have a great day. Follow us on Instagram at Wrestling DeLorean Podcast and on TikTok at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. Stay safe, stay strong, stay peaceful, stay positive. One love. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 